How many times do you use your credit card a week? The average is about 10 times for most people, 40 times a month. Guess what? Every time you do, you're helping big banks contribute money to leftist causes. Uh, La Raza, Planned Parenthood, Black Lives Matter, Acorn, even the Clinton Foundation. Uh, Gee, I I never got a thank you note uh, for my contribution uh, because if I would have, I would have said I never contributed. Oh, yes, I guess I did. There is a parallel economy that is starting to form. Uh, the coin card, C-O-I-G-N, coin. The coin card is America's only conservative credit card. It allows you the freedom to support the causes that match your values. Coin offers unlimited cashback rewards, world-class theft, and fraud, fraud protection. Uh, make sure you go to coin, C-O-I-G-N dot com slash blaze. Check out all of the information on it. Apply for a coin credit card. Uh, go to coin.com disclosures for more information. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Wow, uh, there was a judge that I think has actually read the Constitution that popped up on the screen yesterday. Joe Biden, or Hunter Biden, did not get the plea agreement. This opens things way up. We're going to get the reason and the uh, uh, the speculation on what this might mean going forward from Alan Dershowitz in 60 seconds the fight against leftism and all the dangerous things it stands for has only begun our victories and our losses serve as the forge in which our character as conservative constitutional loving people is shaped and tested i remain uh, committed to the fight for the bill of rights uh, that's not going to change If you're like me, you've made a commitment to never send money to further causes that are goes against the Bill of Rights. Well, here's a place where you don't have to. You're sending money to one of the three big uh, mobile companies. When you don't have to, there's a cell phone company now. It's America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. It offers dependable nationwide coverage. It's on all the three major networks. It's on the same towers. So you get the best possible service in your area, and you get it without the leftist propaganda. In fact, when you make the switch to Patriot Mobile, you're letting the world know that you support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, the second, all of the amendments, actually. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Beck. Alan Dershowitz is uh, joining us now. Harvard Law School professor emeritus and the host of The Dersh Show. And don't forget the author of Get Trump. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, how are you, sir? 
I am doing great. The judge did the right thing yesterday, and guess who predicted it? I predicted over and over again that she would not accept this plea bargain. Of course, CNN said, of course she has to accept the plea bargain. What are you talking about? It's Dershowitz again. He's saying all kinds of things. Well, you know, CNN always gets it wrong because their predictions are based always on wishful thinking. They wanted the judge to accept the plea deal, so they said she would. Um, I'm not any smarter than the people on CNN. I just don't allow my preferences to influence my predictions. My predictions are based on my 60 years of experience with the law, and I saw deep flaws in this plea bargain. And I said, and I said it over and over again, she wouldn't and she shouldn't accept this plea bargain, and she didn't. How brave of that was her, was this, uh, Alan? Pretty brave. Pretty brave. You know, she gets flack because she was a so-called Trump appointee, but she wasn't a Trump appointee. As you know, the way judges get appointed, when you have two senators in the state from a different party, the senators basically make the decision. Now, the president can veto it, but she was essentially appointed by the two Democratic senators and Trump alike. So, you know, she's a young and, and courageous a woman. Both sides wanted this deal to go through. The Justice Department wanted their kind of secret deal. We never saw the plea bargain. We never saw what was entailed. I just smelled a rat, but we didn't see it. And she said, no, 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 wait a minute. Does this plea bargain mean he can't ever be investigated again for other crimes? You know, and we don't know whether the investigation was limited to Delaware, the smallest state in the union, or whether Weiss, David Weiss, was allowed to go to the District of Columbia allowed to go to Los Angeles, to Ukraine, to China, to follow the money. And if he wasn't, the plea bargain should never be accepted. So she kind of delayed it. She said, until you two uh, clear this up, I'm not going to hear it. But one of the problems I thought she had was there was no adversarial uh, feeling between the two parties. You know, for our system to work, it has to be adversarial doesn't mean it needs to be nasty but adversarial one side is pushing for the law the other one is pushing for the client um and uh, they didn't have this they got into this deal together and they should have had a third party whether in the form of an uh, uh, you know an amicus brief a friend of the court brief somebody should have said we're there on behalf of the american people uh justice must not only be done it must seem to be done you know the bible um, in, in, in the book of Deuteronomy, instructs judges and says two things to them. Number one, don't take bribes. That's obvious. But that's the second. Mm-hmm. The first one is lo takir panim. That's the Hebrew for don't recognize faces. Don't do justice yes. based on who the person is. That's the origin Thank of the you. famous statue of justice with the blindfold. It's not Greek literature. It's the Bible that says, be blindfolded. Don't look at race. Don't look at class. Don't look at gender. Don't look at politics. Don't even look at the person. Don't peek under the blindfold. Do justice based only on the law and the facts. It has to be the same justice so, administered to everybody. And that's a biblical command going back how many thousands of years? And the judge finally did are, that. Now, we are so lost. This actually gave a lot of people a lot of hope because uh, unlike CNN, I just assumed from the way things are always going now that it was going to go through. 
and uh, it didn't. And that gave me a hope that, wait, there is yeah. some independence here. There are some people that understand the rule of law and gave me a great deal of hope. What does it mean going forward? Well, I would say it gave me a little bit of hope. I think you have too much hope. I think she will ultimately okay. accept the deal. <laughs> she will eventually accept the deal with a few modifications. What they'll agree to is, no, he can't be prosecuted for any other crimes unless the evidence was not available now or he tried to suppress it or the crimes are very serious. But there'll be an agreement, and I think she'll accept the agreement. I don't think she should, but I think she will. She should call Garland. She should call Weiss, put them under oath and say, look, Garland, you say he had the authority to investigate anywhere in the country, including District of Columbia and Los Angeles. He says, no, he was restricted to Delaware. Who is right? I have to know that before I accept the deal. That's what she should do. I suspect she won't do that. Why? I think she's I think she feels she's done what she has to do. She doesn't have a roving commission to do justice. She has to deal with what are called cases and controversies. And generally, judges just resolve disputes between the parties. But here, as you said, there are no disputes between the parties. The parties both agree that there should be a plea bargain of this kind, which, if it involves only these two crimes, is not a sweetheart deal. If you only were late in your taxes and didn't fill out a form properly for guns, yeah, that's the right sentence. But if they didn't investigate Burisma, if they didn't investigate right. what's going on in China, then it's not an appropriate plea bargain, and then it really is a sweetheart deal. So can I ask you, and I'm not asking you, I'm not asking for a legal thing, always innocent until proven guilty, I get. But right. I, I'm not saying that the president is guilty. I'm saying right. it looks really bad for the president. If I were just going on these facts, it has to be investigated Absolutely. properly, not some witch hunt. But this, the, the evidence that is out is a little overwhelming. It's much more than I think we had on, on Nixon. Um, it's a little overwhelming, and it's beyond Nixon to me. Nixon was a break a, 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 a you know, break in. It was the cover up that was the real problem. Here we not only have a extensive cover up, uh, but we might also have taking money from foreign adversaries. This is really bad. It Am is, I reading this wrong? Say, no, you're reading the the evidence that's been offered correctly. What Correct. we don't know is whether it's true. You know, whistleblowers, just because they're whistleblowers, doesn't mean they're telling you. I know. And so the issue was Joe Biden sitting next to Hunter Biden uh, when he made that threatening extortionate uh, demand. We have to find that out. Was he on the phone uh, 10 times? Are there recordings? I mean, if I'm the prosecution, I don't tell the other side whether there are any recordings. Let them testify under oath without knowing whether there are recordings. That's the best way of getting the truth. If you don't know whether there's a recording, you're going to tell the truth. If you know there's no recording, well, you know, you can remember things in an innocent yeah. way. You can't do that Correct. if you believe there's a recording. And I don't know whether there's a recording. And I don't know whether or not they think there's a recording uh, on the Biden side. But so would, uh, there's a lot of investigation would you ag- that has to be done. 
would you agree that we are at least i mean the new york times and cnn and everybody else still saying there's nothing here why, why are we even talking about this i i maybe maybe you're right i was like this with donald trump i was willing to investigate i want to know what happened um, i want a real invest a real investigation there you would agree that the new york times and all those guys are wrong by saying there's nothing here yeah, except there's nothing new about that. Uh, the New York Times and CNN yeah. <laughs> on these issues okay, have right. been wrong from the, from the very beginning. Look, okay. there's one word to generalize about most Americans, Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservatives, Christians, Jews, Muslims. It's skepticism. Prove it. Show Correct. me. I'm not sure. That's the American way. We don't accept things because somebody said it whether it's because the president of the United States said it or a whistleblower said it, show me the facts. What we need okay. is special counsel appointed, and it has to be appointed with the coordination of Republicans and Democrats alike. It has to be somebody who is above reproach, perhaps a former Supreme Court justice, a former president of a university, uh, somebody who can really look into this, who doesn't care, has no horse in the race, doesn't have an interest in a particular outcome. And that's what we haven't had up to now. Alan Dershowitz, um, I'm going to take one minute and then I want to come back and talk to you about something else that's going on that I think most of America doesn't understand or isn't paying attention to. And it is very important. We'll get to that here in 60 seconds with Alan Dershowitz. There is nothing better than one of those, I just got the best sleeps of my life feeling when you wake up in the morning. And uh, that's exactly how I woke up this morning. Makes facing your day a whole lot easier. And you can get that feeling super cheaply right now. It's MyPillow's 20th anniversary. When you use the promo code BECK, you're going to get the lowest price ever on a queen size MyPillow. The regular price is $69.98. You're going to get it for $19.98, and the king size is just $10 more. You'll also find deep discounts on other amazing MyPillow products, so join in on the celebration today. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and uh, receive Mike's amazing offer with the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 with a promo code BECK, or call 800-966-3117. 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com, 800 800-966-3117. Use the promo code BECK. Take advantage of the 20th anniversary offers. MyPillow.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, uh, Alan, I know you are a big supporter of Israel. I'm a big supporter of Israel. Um, I think you lately have been called an anti-Semite, and that's, that goes without saying on me. Um, I am a fan uh, and at least an acquaintance of, of Bibi Netanyahu. To, just to set this up, I, uh, where do you stand on Bibi Netanyahu? I've known him since 1970 when he was a young American student uh, whose name was at that time Benjamin Natai. He was a, an MIT student. We met in 1970. We were both doing a broadcast for PBS about Israel, and we have been close friends for 53 yeah. years. I have never been to Israel without having dinner with him and Sarah. I regard him as yeah. a close friend. He regards me as an advisor and a close friend. I don't agree with all of his politics. Um, I met okay. with him when I was in Israel recently and tried to persuade him to slow down 
on the judicial reform. I approve of some of the aspects of judicial reform, but not all of them. Okay, so help me out and see if I have this right, because they're now talking about civil war. And I think a lot of this is is it's ridiculous. It's hyped up by the left, in my opinion. Um, But I want to make sure I'm right, because I don't understand the government of Israel. You know, I'm an American, Um, but they don't have a constitution is my yes, understanding they and they, they, they don't have a written they, they do don't have a written constitution they don't have a written constitution but like great britain they have a constitution the constitution we're used to written constitutions and most countries have them but great britain has a constitution they teach constitutional law the house of lords will strike down statutes from the house of commons on the ground that they're unconstitutional the constitution in england is the magna carta the early Bill of Rights, the uh, statutes that have been in existence for hundreds of years. The same thing is true as Israel. They have what are called basic laws, which are a substitute. It would be better to have a constitution. I've been working on trying to get a written constitution for Israel literally since 1970, but it hasn't happened yet. I can't even... I can't even imagine not having a written constitution. We have one, and it's still uh, bloody. Okay, so um, he is saying that as far as i understand that they have the the judges can't just rule arbitrarily they have to pin it to some sort of constitutional law otherwise it's just a political body is that true that's right that's absolutely true and what happened is the supreme court under my other very close friend who i've known since 1966 aaron barack who was the president of the supreme court He helped devise the concept of reasonableness or extreme unreasonableness, and they would strike down the actions of administrators, uh, the legislature, the military, if they felt they were extremely unreasonable. Now, extremely unreasonable is a vague, open-ended criteria. Reasonable people could disagree Mm -hmm. as to whether it should be used or not, but it's not something to have street demonstrations over. It's not something for the military to say, we won't serve, for doctors to say, we won't serve. It's an internal dispute in Israel that should be resolved democratically. Yeah, sure, protests are good. Our First Amendment provides for the right to petition the government for a redress of grievances, which means peaceful protest. Now, the good thing is that the protests in Israel have been peaceful compared to those in France and compared to those done by Black Lives Matter in the United States. They've been peaceful, but they've been very angry. And I don't think that the uh, protesters are justified in doing some of the things they're doing. Here's what I think Bibi is thinking. He's very smart, he's very clever. He wanted to get through this first provision about reasonableness, and he did. He voted, it was voted, he's voted 64 to uh, 50 something or other. Now I think he's gonna take a pause. The Knesset is out of session until the fall. And I think he's gonna try very hard to come to an accommodation. I'm part of that process. Um, I've been working closely with the president of Israel, He's also an old friend, Isaac Herzog, Bougie, we call him. I've been working with Bibi. I've been working with um, uh, others to try to achieve some kind of a peaceful compromise resolution, which is what is absolutely essential here. And I have a hunch we're going to get it. Are there, am I right in the reading of uh, different opinions that there is large money that doesn't necessarily that that is uh not necessarily in it for the peace and love and understanding 
uh, of one another and bringing people together, that there is a force in here that is trying to break Israel uh, apart and break Benjamin Netanyahu. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know any facts that support that. I wouldn't be surprised. Certainly, Iran has already said Israel has been weakened. Hamas has already said Israel has been weakened. You know, today is a very important Jewish holiday. It's called Tisha B'Av, the ninth day of the Hebrew month of Av. And it was the day that the second Mm -hmm. temple in Jerusalem was destroyed um, by the Romans Mm -hmm. in 70 or so A.D. Um, And, of course, you know, Jesus went to that temple. That's where the... Uh, he threw over the, the desks of the money lenders. Uh, that temple was a very important both to Christianity and to, and to Judaism, and it was destroyed, and today is the day we celebrate. If I'm a little breathless, it's because I'm fasting. Um, as a Jew, I fast on this holiday. It's a fasting holiday. And it's a holiday that commemorates the fact that the temple was destroyed because Jews were attacking each other, because Jews couldn't agree. And this is a day that I think Israelis should commemorate by getting together and agreeing and having compromises. That's what I've been interested in, and I hope I can help bring that about. And I know that Bibi Netanyahu wants to bring that about, and I know that there are people, some on the left, who want to bring that about. The problem is the extremists on both sides, as often is the case, are benefiting from the animosity. Um, Their bases are strengthened when there is controversy, the same way that is true in the United States and in, in both mm-hmm. countries. We're so much better off yep. moving somewhat to the middle. I have more in common with centrist conservatives than I do with uh, radicals on the left. I'm a liberal, a true liberal and a true conservative have a great deal in common. Small government, limitations yes. on power, due process, yep. free speech. And that's the, the points we ought to emphasize. Yeah. Alan, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, Name of the book is, thank you, Get Trump. You can get that now. Uh, The effort to destroy Trump, just get him. Get Trump and the host of The Dirt Show. Uh, A guy who I don't always agree with, uh, but uh, a guy I think I have more in common with as well, with some members uh, of the Republican Party, even. Alan Dershowitz, back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. What is the first thing you look for when you're buying meat? The price? The sell-by date? How about whether or not it's sourced in America? Ranches and farms are going out of business every day in this country. I drive up the road here and you see all of the all of the dairy farms that are gone now. It's quite amazing. We must keep our local farms and ranchers in business. 85% of grass-fed beef is imported from overseas even with a little flag sticker on it. They source at Good Ranchers all of their high quality and chicken from local farms, local ranches. And for every box ordered, Good Ranchers donates 10 meals to Americans in needs. If you want to lock in your price, what you're paying for in meat in two years, no matter what the economy does, 
Go to Good Ranchers. Get your subscription now. It is your inflation-proof ticket to amazing meats. Right now, head on over to GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save $30. It's GoodRanchers.com. Promo code BECK. 30 bucks off with the promo code BECK. GoodRanchers.com. And don't forget to use your promo code GLEN for $10 off your subscription at BlazeTV.com. More on the impeachment of Joe Biden and what happened yesterday with his son Hunter from Representative Greg Stubbe from Florida. We do that coming up in in just a second. Stand by first. I want to take you back to January 6th and the police officer that was uh, was brutally beaten. In fact, here are a couple of interviews with him right after January 6th. I got hurt. I got hurt. I would do it again if I have to. It's my job. It was very scary because I I thought I was going to lose my life when I came in. She wanted to hug me. And I told her no. Because I was covered. I was covered in pepper spray. My hands were bleeding still. And I even, I couldn't even sleep because I went, took a shower and instead of helping, that re-inflamed the chemicals. It had soaked through your clothes? Yes. Took a bath of milk. That ain't helped. Mm. Wow. Here's another cut. I too was being crushed by the rioters. I could feel my, myself losing oxygen and recall thinking to myself, this is how I'm going to die, defending this entrance. Stop. I, whew, uh, that is um, pretty hard to hear. Pretty hard to hear. Now, Julie Kelly is a journalist, and um, she's been given analysis and commentary related to the weaponization of the U.S. Department of Justice. She writes on the Substack, Declassified with Julie Kelly. She also is uh, giving us some really unique looks at January 6th and the pending criminal indictments of Donald Trump. And Julie has uh, just tweeted out earlier this week that that story doesn't seem to fit. Do I have that right, Julie? You do have that right, Glenn. And thank you so much for having me on and, and sharing my work. Sure. Um, so Officer Aquilino Ganell, who you heard there, his sob story, has been one of what I call January 6th celebrity cops. So he was one of four police officers, security guards, um, who testified during the very first January 6th select committee televised hearing. The idea of that hearing was to make it sound like Trump supporters tried to kill police officers that day. And Ganell mm-hmm. has been now for two and a half years telling his sob story, his near-death experience, that he almost died, injuries to his head, his hands, his shoulder, that his foot was crushed. Well, footage that was obtained by Joe Hanneman at Epic Times, I have to credit him, 
when I was looking at his coverage of what happened actually happened to Roseanne Boylan, the first person who popped up, in my view, was Officer Gannell. And so I, I zoomed in. It's like, well, I can't believe this is him. And there he is for seven minutes, as I have in my piece and on Twitter, walking around, no indication of any injury, no sign of pain. He's actually kicking things aside with his feet. His hands are visible. There's no bleeding. There's no abrasions on his hands. Uh, his shoulders, both shoulders are mobile. He's taking off gear. He's bending up and down. He's moving things around. Uh, he's putting on his, uh, a surgical face mask. Um, no apparent signs of pain or injury for seven minutes. But yet here he has been a key figure in promoting the idea that police were almost killed on January 6th and that he was so grievously injured, Glenn, that he had to take a medical leave for at least a year. Um, and then only went back to partial duty due to his injuries and surgery. He claimed mm. that he had because of those injuries. What else Just do you know lie. about him, Julie? Um, I don't know much. I know he is a veteran. I know he's an immigrant, I believe, from maybe the Dominican Republic. Um, that's really all that I know. But, Glenn, I also want to underscore his words and his his claims are not without consequence. He has been a government witness in trials of January 6th defendants where he has taken the stand under oath and talked about his injuries that he suffered. He has filed victim impact statements and sentencing mm. hearings for January 6th defendants talking about these serious injuries that were inflicted by Trump supporters. And he specifically says Trump supporters. He does not say protesters, rioters. Trump supporters. This has helped judges in, uh, impose very long, harsh sentences against January 6th defendants. And in fact, in fact, when one federal judge, Trevor McFadden, specifically called out Officer Gnell in his testimony in one trial and said that his testimony about his injuries were not credible and that he did not believe when Officer Gnell said he had been beaten with a stolen baton. So it's not just that he's talking on, you know, CNN, Jake Tapper, or he's posting this garbage on Twitter. He is he has said these things under oath, uh, as I said, with with dire you, consequences for defendants. Do you know, because I, I know you've been following all of the cases and I would assume, you know, some of the attorneys um, just by following it. Are they looking into uh, retrying their their cases i mean this is information that the government had and didn't release that seems like a miscarriage of justice so well said glenn and this has been a criticism of defendants now for more than two years that this department of justice and capitol police by the way have designated all of this footage as highly sensitive government material all of it has been under strict protective orders in court and the government is really only turning over footage to defendants that is case specific. So say in the case Correct. of Pat, Pat McCoy, where Gannell testified, they only saw footage of the defendant, uh, the security mm -hmm. video of that particular defendant. They didn't turn over or produce the video of Officer Gannell. And this is only what we've one clip that we've seen. I'm sure there's other footage of him walking through the Capitol. And keep in mind, this is around five o'clock that day. This isn't before the violence between protesters and police began. This is after it ended. 
So it's not like he went back to another area of the Capitol and got beaten up by protesters. The building had been evacuated. The grounds were being evacuated. Um, So, yes, I believe that the two defendants where um, Officer Gannell testified and filed victim impact statements, they are on appeal. So I'm sure that this footage will be part of their appeal um, as to what the government was hiding, not just from defense, not just from the public, but from defendants and their attorneys. Right. So the um, you're you're following uh, greatly the weaponization of uh, of the government um, hearings that are going on. Do you believe that those move forward uh, into anything of significance? I'm not sure, Glenn. I was really hoping that there would be a separate January 6th committee. And we really need one for two reasons. To expose all of the lies and falsehoods that were promoted by the first select committee. And also to tell the American people the truth. To show them this video. I mean, I post this on Twitter and Truth Social. And I post it, obviously, in my work. And and thanks to interviews like this, it's reaching a broader audience. But they need televised hearings. They need to fight back with what the January 6th Select Committee, because this is the crux of the weaponization of the Department of Justice and this administration. January 6th is ground zero for turning the war on terror that once was against ISIS and Al-Qaeda against conservatives, Republicans, Trump supporters. So you can't talk about weaponizing government without fully exposing the truth about January 6th, what the Department of Justice is doing, concealing evidence, the lies that the Congress has told to the American people, and how the FBI is using its counterterrorism unit to continue, even this week, Glenn, two and a half years later, arrest people related to even minimal participation in the events of January 6th. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, Julie, I I think you could make a case that this is even more important than the Hunter and Joe Biden selling their uh, country out for, well, their fellow countrymen. I think they got 30 cents ahead for us. Um, Can you compare the two? Um, I guess, but I would argue that this is more important because everyone sort of knows nothing is really going to happen to Hunter Biden. I think it's extremely useful what James Comer and the Oversight Committee and, of course, the Ways and Means Committee and these courageous whistleblowers from the IRS and FBI are talking about uh, with these investigations. But January 6th is it's going to be a key issue in the 2024 presidential race, but it is still is this. Department of Justice is still collecting victims. They're still collecting scalps. Um, And so there's no, it is is far, in my view, of course, far more important. The American people need to know what is happening, not just Department of Justice, but in this courthouse, which is where Donald Trump's lawyers are today, as Jack Smith is now preparing Mm. a multi-count felony criminal indictment against Donald Trump for January 6th and could rope in attorneys, White House officials, and maybe even a few Republican members of, of the House. This is crazy. Um, thank you so much for everything that you do. I appreciate that you have just zeroed in on this and uh, not let it go. Julie, thank you. Thanks for having me on, Glenn. 
Sus, uh, Substack Declassified with Julie Kelly. Check it out. Uh, Substack Declassified with Julie Kelly. Back in just a second. Everybody is feeling the bite of inflation these days, and one of the worst places you can feel it is when you're making that monthly credit card payment. Mm. So this happened at the Fed yesterday. They raised the rates yet again. So how much interest are you going to be paying on your credit card, your high-interest credit card? Wouldn't you love it if you could find a way so you could pay down the balance and not have to worry about 20% interest rates? Perhaps it is time for you to use the, the uh, power of your home's mortgage to get you back into control. American Financing is a, a family-owned mortgage company. It's in it for you. They've been saving people like you an average of $700 a month. That is, to me, that's remarkable. That's get-out-of-jail-free card kind of money. Also, they take that, uh, those credit card bills, they take it off so when you're paying them, you're not paying 20% interest. You might be paying five. Plus, you could end up being able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. The call is free, no obligation. Start your savings journey today. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Glenn Beck. I find this disgusting from San Francisco drivers on the San Francisco Oakland Bay Bridge began reporting a nude woman to 911 dispatchers about 438 yesterday. The suspect briefly stopped in traffic lanes and then exited her vehicle where she brandished a knife and started yelling at drivers and other vehicles. The woman allegedly threatened to stab people with a knife and then began shooting a handgun randomly at cars and into the air. She also tried to get in to other cars. One video of the woman was recorded from a vehicle that drove right next to her. She pointed her gun and shot once and then pointed the gun in the air. Here's what I'm just outraged by. Uh, drivers on the San Francisco Oakland Bay Bridge began reporting the nude woman to 911. How do they know she's a woman? How dare you? What a great point. You don't know how she mm -hmm. identifies. And you would think in tolerant San Francisco, mm -hmm. they would know that. I'm Amen. sickened by that. Thank Amen. you, Pat. There is also a uh, there's also another kind of bizarre story that I'm beginning to think more and more is just uh, a cake or circus for people to uh, to look at. It is the testimony yesterday in Congress about ufos <laughs> yeah mm. yeah you would think at any other time in american history uh, finding out that there are that the u.s government has dead bodies of alien people who crashed here you you would think that'd be a major major story wouldn't you yeah i, I just i would like to repeat what you just said <laughs> Um, the, there was testimony under oath yesterday from apparently a very credible source that he has witnesses, uh, 
uh, of the dead bodies and the flying saucers that we have, or flying cubes, as he describes them, uh, that we have collected uh, over the years. And uh, mm-hmm. these people who collected them are still alive and in the service. So I, if that's Incredible. true... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty big news. And and we reverse engineered some alien technology, according to him. Those are both. The, uh, that's all pretty big uh, information, if it's true. <laughs> and uh, well, eh, nobody's even talking kind about it. Really. Of. And, uh, you know, yeah, we talked about it of. on my show today. People were kind of chastising us for not paying attention to the main stuff. Well, no, we're talking about that, too. But are you saying we shouldn't talk at all about this? This is huge news. So here is my here's my feeling on this. I am more and more convinced that this is a, a red herring. Yeah. And I think yeah, it might be. Because this guy be. this guy is this guy is quote a very trusted high-level intelligence officer. Well, we heard a lot from those guys about the Hunter Biden laptop. Mm-hmm. So Mm-hmm. You know, and and he already had said exactly what he said in front of Congress in a an, in an article published by I don't remember World Net Daily or somebody, and then he goes and he testifies, but there's no new information in the testimony. Mm-hmm. I think we have spent enough time on his testimony for today. <laughs> we talk about <laughs> we talk about the real news of the day. Coming up, is Joe Biden going to be impeached? Congressman Greg Stubbe from Florida joins us next.